Welcome. Welcome to Why Black Men Don't Date African American Women, Sisters, or Nappy Heads. And wait, 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 wait. Don't kill me. No hate mail. Don't look for me. Give me a couple minutes. Open your mind and give me a couple minutes to explain the titles. Um, and you'll know where I'm coming from. Alright. Let me talk about who I am. I am a Generation X black man dating in America. I'm looking for a life partner like most of us. I've never been married. I've never been engaged. So yes, I am on a quest to find my soulmate or my life partner, if you will. What I'm not is a psychologist, a therapist, a psychiatrist, or anything in the professional health field. What I do have is a lot of experience with dating. I have a lot of friends who have dated. And we talk. We talk in the barbershop. We talk anytime we can. We talk when we were playing video games, even though I'm done with video games. But we would talk during the video games. And we would talk about the different, the different categories that we came up with, right? And we would also talk about the connections, the disconnect, the connections, what we like, what we don't like, what we look for, and what we don't look for. What we found is when we were comparing notes, that there's a lot of congruencies in what we're talking about. Now, why I'm doing this podcast? I'm doing this podcast because through my travels, I don't just talk to men about these different subjects and this different disconnect between black men and black women. I talk to women. And apparently there's a, diff a disconnect. Women are from, from Venus and men are from Mars. Like that's true when it comes to communication. If I could just open up the door, which I've been doing over the last couple years, and get black women to talk to black men and vice versa, just for understanding first. When your guy's talking to you, you're listening for a rebuttal. No, listen to understand. Listen to process it and then come back with an answer, not a rebuttal. This podcast, hopefully, will open up that conversation, bring people of color together, men and women, and talk about the issues so we can build stronger relationships and stronger households. Now, what this podcast is going to be about, we're going to talk about everything relationship, okay? We're going to talk about the sex side of relationship, all the way to the divine order. If you're Christian, um, you can call in, you know, at a later date, or you can contact us at a later date, and we'll get into whatever you're into. You know, you get women that want six-figure guys and seven-figure guys. Well, I know a seven-figure guy. I know two. In these upcoming podcasts, we're going to get them on. They already volunteered to come in. It's crazy because... You're out there, you want a seven-figure guy, but you don't know what he wants. How can you put yourself in a position for a seven-figure guy if you don't know what he wants? How can you put yourself in a position for a six-figure guy if you don't know what he wants? Our podcast is going to be how black men see things, how black women see things. And yes, it ain't going to just be all men. We're going to have women on here. We're going to have psychologists on here. We're going to have therapists on here. We're going to get to the nitty-gritty of why there's a disconnect in the black community between a man and a woman when it comes to communication.
Now it's time to explain the titles. Here we go. The title of the podcast is Why Black Men, Mason's Ear Quotes, Don't Date African American Women, Sisters, Power to the People, or Nappy Heads. African American Woman. An African American woman is a black woman in America that accepted that title from white America. So they think they're white. They'll never date a black man. They'll never date anyone else other than a white person, right? Because of that one percent rule, or that one drop, that one drop rule. If you got one drop of black blood in you, you're black, right? That one drop will stain. It will stain her 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 status in white society. So she'll never date a black guy. Okay. Now I do have some examples, but guess what? My producer says stay away from that. So I'm not going to go there, right? A sister. Here's our definition of the sister or description of a sister. You know, the sister is the one that always has the natural hair. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Black is beautiful. Black pride. Uh, uh, uh. You might catch them with a bone in their nose and some bone earrings. Good morning, black man. Good morning, my king. Now, it's all fine and dandy, and that black pride is all fine and dandy. You know what I mean? But usually, sisters don't like white people. I can't take a sister to my brother's house because he's married to a white woman, and my, my, my nephew's half and half. If I take a sister to my brother's house, and there's some issues, the chick is going to be catching an Uber. Because I'm done. I'm putting her out the house, and that's the end of it. Right? So a lot of times, the sisters that I've come across, they really don't, they deal with white people because they know this is white America, but they don't like them. But I have black friends, I have white friends, I have friends of all nationalities, you know. So me, personally, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, but I can't do a sister. Now, on to the description of what really got you mad. Nappy head. Right? I know some of you women out there think I'm talking about the kinky head, you know, cockleburrows. Remember those cockleburrows? I used to have cockleburrows too. That's not what I'm talking about. A nappy head is actually a class. All you have to do is turn on Jerry Springer and you'll see white nappy heads, black nappy heads, Latino nappy heads, German nappy heads. You'll see all type of nappy heads. To me and to, to my peers, it's, it's a class. Okay, me as a black man, I'm definitely not going to do that, right? I'm definitely not going to do the lower class type of person. I'm just not, you know, not that I'm, I'm, I'm this, that, or the other, or, 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 or I think I'm better than people. I just don't have the patience for that ignorance, okay? Um, in white society, they call them white trash or rednecks, okay? In our black society, we call them hood rats or nappy heads, um, Actually, my, my, my Latino manager gave me the name for what they call them in the Latino world, but I can't pronounce this, but I'm going to leave it alone. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, nappy head is just an in general title and it goes across all ethnic groups. Okay. So now that we got past that, I'm going to tell you what black men date. A black man like me is looking for a black woman. 
Michelle Obama is the perfect black woman, okay? She's very dynamic. She's very comfortable in her skin. Appearance, now, I don't know her personally, right? She's very dynamic. She's very comfortable in her skin. She's intelligent. She wants Barack. She doesn't need him. She has her own. She can carry on without him, but she loves him. She needs him. I mean, she wants him. Um, you definitely know you can put her in, in a white society, a white function. You could take her to a black function. She's going to fit in. She doesn't have a problem with white people, right? Social butterfly. Um, knows her place, if you will. Place. And I know women, when men talk about place and this and that and the other, I know you get upset. But guess what? You got to remember the family dynamic, the original family dynamic. Okay, Michelle Obama, black woman. I actually have a couple friends that, in my opinion, in my eyes, they're like the perfect black woman, black women, right? And I called them on it. I called them and I said, you know what? You remind me of Michelle Obama. And they were blown back, right? Because Michelle Obama's, a, you know, she, she is who she is. But when I explained it to them, when I explain that description that I've gotten from my peers, they really, she, they really, really appreciated and understood where I was coming from. So, um, disclaimer. There are African-American men. There are brothers. There are nappy-head guys. And there are black men. I consider myself a black man. I tell you what happened yesterday. I was talking to my seven-figure friend, and I said, "Listen, I'm just an average black man in America trying to date." And he said, "No, no, 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 no. You're not average, right?" He said, "You're in a three percentile because I own my own business, right?" Um, but in my world, I'm average. In his, you know, in my world, I'm average. My seven-figure guy is 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 way above average. And my six-figure guy is above average in my world, okay? Amen. Let me just talk about a, st a statistic, right? If you're a black man and a black woman, and you're trying to find your soulmate and so on and so forth, you got to look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. For every 100 black women out here, there's only 88 black men. You're talking about, oh, all the good men are in jail. But guess what? It's not just jail. You got police brutality. You got drug addiction, you got health issues, and you have gang and black-on-black -black violence. It's like, there's a shortage of black men. So, like, me as a black man dating America, like, I'm like, I don't understand why black women make it so hard for us to connect or for us to communicate. But guess what? Back to men are from Mars, women are from Venus. There is a disconnect. You know, and hopefully through these different series of podcasts, we'll be able to bridge the gap between that disconnect. Okay, so as a Generation X guy dating in America, black guy dating in America, um, some of the issues that me and my peers, we talk about all the time, um, we talk about communication, that C word, Compromising, 
I just started saying the C word. If you know me, you know I don't believe in compromise in a relationship. Lack of trust in the PTSD. Because it's real. You know, and let me jot that down. Alright, communication. Again, back to men are from Venus or women are from Venus, men are from Mars. Ladies, men are not mind readers. Guys, they don't want you to always solve a problem when you call them. That's one of my problems, okay? I'm a problem solver, right? I only need a little bit of information to process what's going on and come up with a solution, right? But there has to be some type of communication. When you call your guy in the middle of the day because you just want to vent, he doesn't know that. You're bringing him a situation and a problem. So unless you say something like, oh, I'm just calling the vent, okay? He's going to go into rescue mode. Now, for me personally, don't call me in the middle of the day when you know I'm working or I'm busy because you want to vent. That's what your girlfriends are for, okay? Like, I'm not going to call you to vent. I'm going to call one of, my, one of my brothers to vent, right? Now, if you want to, at the end of the day, when we're not busy, if you want to talk and let me know, you know, reflect on your day, then that's cool. You got to remember there's a time and a place for everything. Now, guys, if you're okay with your woman calling you all day, with these phone, I'm going to tell you what the girl did to me today. If you're cool with that and you know she's venting or you don't know, ask her. Do you want me to solve a problem or are you venting? It's really all about communication. And I believe communication is, to, is the, the foundation of any relationship, whether it be business, whether it's, it's, it's personal, whether it's sexual, it's communication. You know what I mean? If I'm in the bedroom, if I'm in the bedroom and I'm choking you out and that's not what you like and you don't tell me, I might think you like it and I might choke you all the way out. Everything is about communication. Everything. Black couples need to come together and communicate. You know? You always got to remember, you know, when you get into a heated discussion, if two people are talking, one person isn't listening. Okay? That's when the respect factor comes in. I used to date a woman younger than me. She was probably borderline sister nappy head because every time she got excited she would start calling me out of my name and I automatically shut down because I don't call you out of your name you see what I'm saying like I'm not a nigga and I'm not a motherfucker I'm Keith and we're having an adult conversation and anytime you get in your feelings about it you're not going to listen to reasoning you're going to go off on a tangent and I'm cool on that so I just ended it I just end the conversation if you can't deal with that, then that's when you get blocked and deleted, right? Because I just don't have time for that energy. Um, you, we got to improve our communication, you know. I took a course before and proper communication between two people. Your woman says something to you. You repeat it back to her as you heard it. She can tweak it. If that's not how she delivered it, and then you go from there. Same thing with women. Proper communication is, I tell you something, you repeat it back to me, and then we go from there. But of course, people aren't going to do that. But if you tried it for a week, 
I'm sure you'll see that your communication um, has, has, it will improve. Because let's face it, how I process stuff or how I receive and process stuff and how you might receive and process stuff could be two different things. You know, that's almost like that little, that little, that little test that they do where they'll tell one person something and then they'll make them tell the next person and make them tell the next person. It could be like, okay, Keith likes talking. By the time it gets to the next person, it'll be like, Keith was a porn star, he was butt naked, running around, you know what I mean? Because people interpretate and they, they, they regurgitate and deliver things differently. That's what gossip is all about, okay? Communication is a big thing, all right? Trust. I had a long conversation, and it was actually dope. I had a long conversation with a girl who... We're actually, we consider ourselves best friends. We may have known each other for seven years. We met in the insurance business. All right, we're both Scorpios. And she's a alpha female. But we'll get into that in a later podcast, that whole alpha thing, right? So she was talking about trust, you know. Um, I'm talking to her. I kind of help her. I give her the man's point of view um, when she's talking, you know, when she gets into relationships and stuff like that. So we're talking about trust and she's talking about how, you know, it's hard for her to give up the reins and trust a man. So I hit her with this, right? First of all, if you got PTSD from your last relationship, you might not be ready for a relationship, right? Because I think as a man, I want a clean slate. Don't treat me like you treat the last man because I'm not him. And I'm sure I'm doing things that he didn't do. Right? How do I know? Because I talk to my female friends and they tell me what type of guys out here and I try my best not to be that guy. Okay? But don't treat me like the last relationship. You know, and if you got PTSD, then maybe you shouldn't even be in a, trying to get in a relationship with me. But we're talking about trust, right? It's hard for me to trust because of what I've been through and I hit her with that. But then I said, well, how long does it take for you to trust somebody? And she said, well, I don't know. I don't know. I said, listen, I've done everything for you because I care about you and your kids. I've done everything for you that I would do for my woman except have sex with you, right? And in and, and five years into this seven-year friendship, I still go back and forth with you when I tell you when I give you suggestions on what to do and what I think is best for you. You know what I mean? I'm outside looking in. I can see what your situation is. You're looking at the situation with your feelings. Right? And that was five years. You just started, I don't know, trusting me. And she jumped and said, no, 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 I trust you, I trust you. I said, well, let me finish. I'm taking it as you don't trust me. You know, because if I give you a suggestion on what I feel is 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 perfect or it's going to help you and, and it's going to take care of your kids like you told me you got to process it as long as it takes to process it and it has to become your idea but you trust me you trust what I'm telling you that doesn't really add up to me you know and if you're doing that with me and I'm your friend how do you think your, your man feels or the guy you're dating feels or the guy you're trying to Make your husband feels. Listen, remember that statistic. For every 100 
black women, there's 88 black men. He doesn't have to deal with that if he doesn't want to. Guess what? Because there's other ones out there. And I wish I knew the actual breakdown for every one man, black man, there's like 20 black women or 15. But I'm sure you can come up with that scenario in your head. Excuse me. Trust is a big thing. If I earn the position to be the captain of the ship, then let me run the ship. If I start failing as a captain, the co-captain is supposed to step in and take over. Um, I'm sorry. Compromising. You can ask my brother and my boys. I just started saying that word. Like I can't, it's like saying cunt. Like I can't even get it out. Because my whole thing is, this is my, this is my world. You want to be a part of my world. I don't need you. I want you. I'm the man. I make the decisions. I'm the captain. We going to run the ship the way I want to. And you either mesh with me and fit in. Or you hit the road because guess what I'm sure there's like 10 other women out there that want to be where you're at but guess what the last person I dated here let me back it up my sister-in-law my white sister-in-law she said Keith you know what when you meet somebody that you want to compromise with you'll compromise when you meet somebody that's worth you compromising you'll compromise right it was crazy. So I met this woman. We kind of know each other already. We got a, a common denominator, right? Um, we started to, you know, just, just friendly conversation back and forth. And then, you know, we exchanged numbers and we started talking, dating, you know, and those are some of the, the definitions we'll get into in different podcasts because some people think dating is a committed relationship and it's not. But anyway, we came, she came over, we did a Netflix and chill night. And I said, what type of movies do you like? She said, well, I, you know, I'm in love with love. So I like love movies. And I said, I, I don't really do those movies. I like action. So what she said was, how about this? How about if we watch your movie first and then my movie second? Blew me away because it's never been put like that. Usually it's I watch action movies and then the girl goes, okay, well, that's what we're going to watch. Right? But this woman, this black woman, she always had this knack to put things in a way that basically forced me to compromise. I would be an asshole. I almost said my friend's name and y'all chill because they say I'm the asshole of the group and I'm not. Right? I'm just bold and I'm, 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 I'm over the top sometimes and I say what I feel or what I think, right? But you would be an asshole to say no to that. That was compromise. So anyway, it's like, like, how could I say no? Like, she wanted to do, she compromised and said, listen, we'll do what you want to do. Then we'll do what I want to do. And guess what? It was a love movie that I would watch again. I enjoyed the movie, right? I never started watching love movies, and I don't now because she's no longer around to tell me which movies to watch or watch them with me, but I had no interest in that. So that's growth. 
So I did compromise. Um, how she went her way, I went my way, that's, that's a different story. But that C word was big for me. I just started being able to say the word compromise. The next thing that we usually talk about is respect. Um, in my opinion, because the world is all visual now, right? Black women and black men are losing respect for each other. I think a lot of people watch those reality shows and forget that they're entertainment and think that you're supposed to act like that. No, 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 no. They're getting paid to act like that, okay? Some of them have that nappy-headedness in them, and that's where they go with it. Or, for all we know, it's scripted like that. But listen, guys, women, it's just entertainment. That is not the real world, okay? And when you watch TV and think you're going to talk to me like that, or you're going to disrespect me like that, or you're going to treat me like that, you got another thing coming. Because guess what? I'm in that 88, and you're in that 100, right? I can always go out and find somebody else, right? Respect. And here's a big one. And we'll probably dive deeper in another podcast because it's going to bring in Christianity and divine order and so on and so forth. If you have a husband or you're in a relationship with a guy, a serious relationship with a guy, or any relationship with a guy, and you allow your kids to disrespect him, that's some whole other shit, to be honest with you. You know, I think... The problem with our society today is there's no respect, the lack of respect, okay? First of all, your kids shouldn't be disrespecting a grown man, right? I don't allow anybody to disrespect me. Not that I'm going to jump on the kid or this, that, and the other, but if I meet a woman and she has disrespectful kids or the kids disrespect her, I know it's going to be a matter of time before they disrespect me. So I try to bounce. Now, one time I stayed in a relationship, right? First day I met her, went there. Her five-year-old son was disrespectful. I actually got up and left, and I said, listen to me. I don't know what this is, but I'm not used to this. You know what I mean? But I liked the woman, so I stayed around. So as they got older, the boys got older, it turned into me standing up for her when they disrespected her. Now you're putting me in a compromising position. Because guess what? They can always say, you're not my fucking dad. You know what I mean? Don't run to that. Oh, you ain't my dad anyway. And what you gonna say? Like I used to tell her, you enforce the rules... No, you set the rules, I'll enforce the rules. Because I can always say, didn't your mom say this? Come on, man, why are you being like that? Didn't your mom tell you to do this? Didn't she say this This was a rule, you can't do that? But I can't institute rules because they're not my kids. Now, I don't have disrespectful kids. I got a, a daughter that's going to be 28 this year, and I got a daughter that's going to be 9. Yes, there's an age difference. Guess what? My man still works, for the record. All right? But listen... Both my kids are just are, are respectful. The kids, all the kids in my circle are basically respectful. You know what I mean? Because we we came up, Generation X is all about respect. Respect your elder, your, your elders. Like there's a food chain. You know what I mean? And it's never been it's never been God, kids, homegirls, and then. The man and the woman. It's never been like that. Like, it's like, you better respect your elders or, or, or something's going to go down, right? 
But in cases where I'm dating women, where their kids are disrespectful, I end up taking up for the woman and becoming the bad guy, right? Because for whatever reason, she's not going to go against what her kids do, right? Here's another problem with that respect, that respect thing, right? A lot of times I meet women that have been single parents for a while. And instead of making their son the prince of the household, they tell him he's the king of the castle. Okay? So he morphs into the man of the house. Right? And what happens is he goes in a super protective mode. And I'm telling you a real story. Me and the woman will have arguments. That's her rock. She'll run to him, tell him stuff. He doesn't know my side of the story because there's actually three sides to the story. My side, your side, and what really happened. Now he's mad at me. So when I come over, he's trying to disrespect me. I said, look, you little fucker, put those boxing gloves on. I did old school, y'all. I did old school. I went to the flea market. I got boxing gloves. I said, here, put these on. Right? So when I pound on you, I'm saying to myself, you know what I mean? One, I'm not going to pound on you, pound on you because we're boxing. But two, you're going to see not to play with me, right? That worked with one son. It actually worked with both sons. And then the one son got older, you know what I mean? As he became like 17, he's like 350 pounds, 6'5". But guess what? You're not wise enough to get with me, you know what I mean? But we had an altercation and then I decided to just remove myself from that whole situation. You know what I mean? And it all came down to respect. You know what I mean? If she would have laid the law down at the beginning when they were younger, I could have helped enforce it. She didn't. They grew up to disrespect her. You know what I mean? Where she was trying to... She had everybody in counseling. And I kept on saying, it's you. It's you. You know what I mean? Set the ground rules now. It's you. You know, I know guys that shouldn't be having problems with respect and are having problems with respect. You know what I mean? I mean, they take care of everything way more than I would. You know, listen, I'm all into the fight that women went through. I want you to pay half. I want you to go out and work. I want you to pay half. Y'all fought for equal rights and y'all are climbing the ladder. Listen, don't spend all my money. I might want to go out with my boys or something. Bring that half in, right? I'm all into that. You know what I mean? But what I'm not into is the disrespect and allowing your kids to disrespect me and so on and so forth. I'm just not into that. You know what I mean? Um, so those are like some of the main issues that Generation X is having when they're out there trying to date. And they're serious issues. You know what I mean? Um, again, it's like that PTSD and carrying baggage from your last relationship. If you got PTSD from your last relationship, you need to seek counseling or not get into a relationship. Like, I'll give you a prime example, right? I'm dating a woman. She got PTSD from her last relationship. She got kids with a guy. They're seven years divorced, but he, has, he still has control over her household. No, 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 no. I'm the new man in this household. My word comes first. But because of the PTSD, she listening to dude. That's going to cause a problem. Because I run my household. I'm the man of my household. Not just not the jackass you divorced seven years ago. It's not going down like that. And if you got the PTSD and you still think he's the number one man in your life, 
then I got to go. I'm the number one man in your life besides your besides your father. Period. You know what I mean? That's how we think. That's how we feel. That's how we continue to feel like we're, we're, we're a man. You know what I mean? I can get into priority. All right? And I know women are doing a whole bunch of things, right? But you got to make the man feel like he's a priority. Right? I'll give you a prime example. I got a female friend. She was trying to talk to me. Um, we dated a long time ago. She withdraws more from my life than she deposits, right? I'll give you a prime example. She'll call me, ring, ring, ring. Mom has some trees that need to be trimmed. I'll be like, oh, no problem. I'll send a tree guy over right now to cut them. Boom. Oh, mom and my mom and my kids, they need, my daughter, they need snow removal. Oh, I got a guy. I'll send him right over. Boom. Right? But you, she'll, you know, for me, you know, I'm sustainable. I got my own stuff. I get it. You know, I always get women saying, oh, it's, it's hard to do things for you, this, that, and other. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not paying attention to me. Because guess what? Even though I got a, I got a little bit of it going on and I could do things for myself, there are things that I don't take time to do for myself, right? Back to withdrawing, 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 withdrawing. Then I see her on Devil TV, social media, Devil TV, talking about the breakfast she just cooked, this, that, and the other. Wait a minute, you know I don't cook for myself. You couldn't have invited me over for breakfast. After all these different favors I did for you and your family, you know I don't cook for myself. You know I eat out every day. Every meal I can eat out a day, I do. Because I just don't feel like wasting time on cooking. You can just as easily say, listen, I know you, and I got friends that have done this, and it's, been, it's meant so much to me. Like, listen, I know you don't eat home-cooked meals and you need to. I cook this, or do you want me to cook that and I'll save it for you? That's something that I don't have. That's something that I don't do. Stop looking at the monetary stuff. Thinking, oh, you know, he got he got gold. He got, he got a nice, he, he did, 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 did. I can't buy him nothing. It's not about buying me stuff all the time. It's about recognizing the, the, the things that I don't have in my life and filling in. Somebody inviting me over for a home-cooked meal out of the blue is everything. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got invited over for dinner, a home-cooked meal, especially if they can cook, right? And listen, listen, I don't want to hear that you can cook. I want your friends and family to tell me you can cook. As a matter of fact, I want your three-year-old niecey-poo to tell me, because you know kids don't lie. A kid, I'll be like, oh, can she cook? That's how kids do you, you know what I mean? So don't tell me you can cook. Let, me, let your friends and family tell me you cook. But back to what I'm saying. You might think that's mediocre or small, but that's big to a guy that's self-sustainable and taking care of himself. You know what I'm saying? That's big. You know, the fact that you recognize that. Or like take for instance, oh, you're starting to work out. You know what I mean? Um, I thought you might need sweatbands. Or I thought you might have needed this. I seen that your, your, your phone cord was ripped. So I bought you a phone cord. It's those little things. When you get a guy like me or a six-figure guy or a seven-figure guy that can do everything for themselves, 
It's the little things that count. It's the little things that count. You know what I mean? Oh, I planned a dinner for us. All you got to do is come or I'll come pick you up. I'm taking you out. It's the little things. I don't need a woman to buy me anything. I don't really need much from a woman. But understanding, patience, respect, um, love, and that. <laughs> but it's crazy because those are all dynamics of a relationship. And we're going to talk about all that in future podcasts. As a reminder, I'm telling you, I know people. I'm going to get all types of black men and women on these podcasts to bring it all together, to bring our communication together. I know therapists. I know seven-figure guys. I know seven-figure guys from the generation under us. You know, And to be honest with you, what I found is when I talk to guys in the generation below us, that they're having the same issues. They're having the same communication issues with black women that they're trying to date. Okay? I talked to a psychologist the other day and or a therapist the other day and she went deep. Like, this stuff is deep-rooted and the only way we're going to be able to fix it is to tune in the podcast like this and to open up the door for conversation. Alright, so in conclusion, I would like to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you got past the titles, the title of the podcast, Why Black Men Don't Date African American Women, Sisters, Power to the People, and Nappy Heads, if you are okay with our definitions or our descriptions, as my producer says, if you're okay with that and you're open-minded enough to get through that, then tune into the next podcast because we're really going to get serious. And with that, love, peace, and hair grease. Yeah, I'm about